Hello everyone and welcome to Anthropological Theory. Today we will be examining the critical race theory and how it is relevant to today's society. Hello and welcome to our podcast. My name is Keontae and my partner name is Kian. And we will be talking with you today about critical race theory or CRT. But first, we need to define what critical race theory is and even about and how it came to be. The critical race theory was established in the 1970s at the Harvard Law School and started as a way to examine how laws and systems promoted inequality. This laid the groundwork for critical race theory to evolve into a practice that acknowledges the existence of systemic racism in our everyday lives. This critical theory revolves around race, i.e. the critical race theory, and sets out to understand why black communities experiences discrimination in today's justice system and tries to explain why we as a whole are not receiving justice and equality. The critical race theory can trace racism in America through the history of slavery, civil rights movements, and even to today's Black Lives Matter movement. The critical race theory is very relatable in today's society. It is quite evident in Western culture, with a point being made in how white guilt is actually seen as white narcissism. In every aspect, people of color have long been set aside for years, and while we have progressed as a culture in accepting others, we still have a large population of those who refuse to open up their hearts and minds and are stuck in their ethnocentric point of view. In one article, the idea of white guilt being white narcissism is shared and explained as to how this is actually a racist view. A majority of white people struggle to accept the fact that they have been brought up in a racist upbringing and subconsciously repeat those behaviors today, even without knowingly doing so. White people refuse to acknowledge their behaviors and instead continue to deny and reject the education that others try to share with them. Another article talks about history of ethnocentrism and the white population and how the critical race theory was instilled into the system that whites have created that we must all live in, despite the fact that it is geared towards and built for whites. The critical race theory can also be applied in legal and educational systems as well. Ethnocentrism is so deeply rooted in the American system that it is shown today through our teachings and our social systems, such as law, social power, labor, ideology, and knowledge. The critical race theory is examined to address the issue of systemic racism in the Western culture, by putting race back on the agenda and associating it with legal, social, and political issues. The critical race theory examines the ways in which race and social injustice within the white community preserves the ideologies of domination and oppression within the ethnocentric community. Similarly, there is a movement to understand the education system in America and their teachers' attitudes towards race. 
This study was done in order to examine the socially structured dimensions of racial inequality in schools and the students' achievements. The critical race theory can be applied to the view on the black individual as well. Black women are a huge target of oppression in the Western society. The critical race theory assesses this social issue in a way where it examines racism in society and how it is shaped as well as formed by those who spread misconception about black individuals. Popular American culture has always found a way to degrade black women and men alike for their natural hair. In the journal article, Who You Call a Nappy-Headed, African-American women on a college basketball team were commented on in a racist and demeaning way by the New York City radio host in the spring of 2007. Critical race theory is also found in the American public health system. It is argued that racism increases rates of mortality, morbidity, and their overall well-being that depends on the socially assigned race. The critical race theory encourages the thought that racial conscience is essential in understanding the racialized construct and mechanism in the public health. There is a book that... um, about medical anthropology where the critical race theory I feel like can be applied as well. It is about a Hmong family that migrates to the U.S. and of course there are different healing systems throughout the world. Um, The Hmong is very different. They focus on the soul and keeping the soul intact whereas western medical model focuses on biology and the body itself. Um, There was a child that had a seizure disorder, epilepsy, and while she was being treated in western hospitals and by western medical professionals the family didn't understand what was going on they didn't believe in the medicine they didn't believe in the science and that caused a lot of legal problems um for the child and for the family as well doctors ended up calling um, child protective services on the family because they thought that the daughter was in danger for her life but the thing is about it is that there is just a cultural boundary there and that cultural boundary wasn't bridged um i believe that the critical race theory can be applied here because there is an ethnocentric perspective on the western medical model believing that it is superior than all other types of healing because it is focused on biology however It's not superior than others. It's just a different point of view. As we talk about critical race theory, I wanted to take a moment to share an article that I found online called The Living on Earth. And I found this sometime around a few months ago, titled How System Racism Exposes Black Americans to Pollution and Extreme Heat. This article goes on, which actually ended up being a podcast. Uh, I just ended up reading the script. But this goes on about how the U.S. government created the neighborhoods for home buyers, uh, roughly around the time of the Great Depression. And this, the government assigned grades to these areas. The suburban areas, which largely populated with white, received an A grade, while city, while the areas populated with black and brown, despite similar income, ages, and other factors, minorities received a D grade. Now. The map that they showed happened to be in Portland, so I'm assuming this statistics and viewpoint came from Portland. But this was known as redlining, 
And it was the first time I ever heard of redlining at this time. Um, and redlining, these areas typically fell within the red lines, and which typically had a 10 to 20 degree uh, hotter weather. This urban heat killed more people than other natural disasters combined. In these areas, we not only find high temperature differences, but also industrial areas as, as well as large freeways, which contribute to the health and wellness of those black and brown families living in these red line areas. Because of these environment factors, this increased crime, more energy to keep cool, as well as the great as in, well as increasing hospitalization. That kind of jumped out to me because I thought about how heat in itself just caused dehydration, but as well as heat stroke. And then more so, it made me think about, well, if they're around pollution, then there's probably people who are having, you know, lung issues, heart issues. These red line areas were literally killing minorities. The stress caused African-American moms to result in higher infant mortality rates. Even if people were to survive these areas in long term, they would suffer long term consequences of their health and well-being um, of that person, which I thought was cruel and inhumane. I believe the article continues to go on and it talks about how systemic racism and racist policies that were in place almost 100 years ago has affected the black American community as well as others for the greater for the greater exposure to pollution and extreme heat the critical race theory is an iterative methodology for helping investigators remain attentive to equity while carrying out research scholarships and practice this critical theory is essential in explaining how our system affects our people of color because it highlights the fact that Ethnocentrism is ingrained in our system and built off the perspective that the white community is superior. Growing up, I grew up in a community that was um, a predominantly Hispanic. And of course, they are people of color. You would think, you know, people of color banding together. Um, there wouldn't be any racism being experienced there. However, I feel like the critical race theory can be applied into the community that I grew up in because being Asian, I was one of the very, very few that was different from the his majorly Hispanic community. I think there was maybe only like three Asians at my school where I grew up in and I personally experienced racism through this. Um, I was called sushi, like I've had my head banged against <laughs> a closet hanger hook. Um, so the critical race theory can be applied here where it is not just evident in white communities, but it can also be found in people in POC communities as well. Um, it seems to me in this situation, it was the Hispanic community that thought that thought they were the superior or superior race and projected um, racism towards those who did not fit in.